1: Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you and your family. Let's take it to the Lord. Lord, I always need the help. I need the Holy Spirit. I need you. But help these people that are listening. You've given me the wisdom and the knowledge and the education and the experience, but help me give it to them where they can understand it, they can live it, and make their lives better. Examine their purchasing process or purchasing desires Uh, Help them to learn and get their eyes open. Let the Holy Spirit just lead them and guide them, touch them, direct them, show them the way and the will that you have for them. And I ask this all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you for uh, listeners. Thank you for um, also, we're going to be on Facebook Live, Randy Adams, you get a chance. We're going to try to start doing more Facebook Live stuff, some stuff that's five to ten minutes, what's going on in the business, keeping you up to date I mean, I, I get so much stuff, and and we're going to try to get you where you know it so much that you've got an even playing field. And I mean, this is a uh, Mr. Watson, who's a big CEO, founder of big companies. You know, says uh, business is a big game, and it's a great game if you know how to operate it, and that's the key. The big business, the big selling—we're all salespeople. Everybody sells. Dentist sells. Um lawyer sell, uh, everybody sells yourself Going to work, you sell yourself to keep your job or for promotions. Everybody sells. And I've often talked about Trinity University. Uh Chandler there wanted uh, me to to teach um to teach everybody's a salesperson. He wanted me to do a class to take people in and their students, and explain to them what selling's involved and and what's going on. But technology's exploded. That was 25 years ago, and technology has exploded beyond that. And we'll go through some of that stuff. And remember, tomorrow's Mother's Day, and how important is mothers in your life? You know, my mother was super strong Christian, number one, and I didn't realize it, and she, she I look back and I see how what she instilled in me and the work ethic and taught me how to work. And, and she taught me so much. I had a lot of issues. I've talked to you about inner healing, and I've had a lot of inner healing process in my life that's helped me in my life, changed my life, and it's due to the Jesus Christ in my life. And But mothers are very important in our lives and how they influence us and what effect they have on us. And uh, sometimes they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but sometimes they go through some stuff and we don't understand it. And and we've got to just love them no matter what, care about them no matter what, help them. My mother passed away when I was 30. That was 40 years ago, uh, April 40 years ago. And uh, I tell you, I look back at my life and on her deathbed, she said, the most important thing in your life is to raise your children right. You know, I tried my best, and I'm learning from it. I'm still learning from it. But how important is that? Too many fathers today are not home to raise their children, to be there with the children's mother. And my mother did the best she could, and I think she did an outstanding job. My sister's a sweetheart, and I turned out pretty good. I'm not perfect. Uh, There's still room probably for improvement, asked, uh, asked my wife. But there's always room for improvement for everybody. I think we need to examine ourselves and and see what we're doing and what we're producing and what who we're we influencing and who are we helping and who are we loving and how to love and how to forgive. I think it's a process that lasts for the years, years and after years. All the phone lines are open if you'd like to give us a call, 210-340-9585. That's 210 210-340- 340 Ninety five eighty five, there's no dumb questions. This show is going to be replayed on eleven sixty AM radio at one PM today. You get a chance you want to hear it again, or if you know somebody who would like to hear it, uh give them a call and 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 tell them about it, and that's eleven sixty uh one p.m. today. And of course you can go to kslr.com dot com and look at past shows. We've got a bunch of them online and you, you know, if you've got some free time, and you you know this is an ugly day, I don't know how much we're going to get done, but I've got things to get done. I'm always working, always trying, always trying to do my best. And so, let me know, give me a call. I'm going to give out my mobile number, so get pen and paper. I'll give it out a little later. And so, make sure that you remember your mother on Mother's Day. I remember, even though she's passed. But uh, reach out to a lot of mothers that's struggling a lot of single mothers that are helping. Uh, I help a lot of single mothers, and I have a lot of friends that we look. It's tough finding cars that are, you know, good cars that are three to 5000 I had a gentleman call me the other day saying, Randy, I listen to your show, and I need a good $2,000 car. I said, well, that doesn't fit. The 2000 maybe, but good doesn't go with 2000 It's hard to find good cars. That are two, three thousand dollars. You got to get up to the five and six, and that's tough because Uncle Sam's going to get five hundred of that. So you got to understand that, man. What man makes breaks and nothing's perfect in these dealerships and these manufacturers are now trying to build cars that will last the right amount of time for them to sell more. So you'll understand that. Uh, and then voting. Let's get prepared for voting. We got to get George Soros out as a mayor of San Antonio. We we failed to get out and vote and get rid of the city council and clean it up. But we fail there. But let's don't fail on on getting this mayor out. He's George Soros. And I guarantee you, if we look deep enough, George has helped with campaign money. And he does, you don't think, he's not, look at the policies, compare, read about George, and you will find out that is George. Uh, Today's scripture is, uh, we're going to talk about 2 Timothy 3, 1-5, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, boy are they conceited, and lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, having nothing to do with it. A lot of car salespeople go to church. Why? To find customers. Yeah. Hallelujah, Lord. Yeah, I'm here in church. Let me sell you a car. Yeah, you can believe me. You can trust me. Uh, There's another radio guy on in San Antonio, and he's got several stations. He's got big money behind him. I don't have the big money. And he says that all retailers are liars, all of them. And he's been in the retail business for 25 years. I've known him for 25 years. So all of them are liars. I disagree with him. I know some good ones. In fact, if you want a brand-new Ford, Chevy, uh, Lincoln, Cadillac, uh, Buick, Jeep, Dodge, just about all the products, give me a call. I had a gentleman this week that I got him a brand-new GMC uh, delivered to his door in San Antonio. I can get it delivered. If you're here in this radio station, I can get it delivered free. In fact, we delivered one to uh, Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, delivered a brand-new Chevrolet. But, you know, I've I've proven left and right. You know, you go to um, – I'm getting off of the scripture a minute here. But you go to buying services. It costs dealers to be in Costco. It costs dealers to be in all these – nothing's free in the car business. The websites are huge. They cost a lot of money. Uh, There's all kinds of uh, buying opportunities. I have beat Costco every time, head-to-head, and most of the time, two or three grand. But, see, dealers have to pay to be on there. So if you're making a lot of money, you pay a lot of money to be on there, and then you make a lot of money on Costco's customers. So keep that in mind when you're getting ready to buy a vehicle, because That's the key. It costs money in everything that we do. Our overhead is, I've got a list that uh, I found in a magazine, a list, and they didn't even put all of the overhead in there for a dealer to figure their overhead. But there will be terrible times. I know that we think this is terrible times, but this is terrible times because what's going on in the business? What's going on in the real world? What's going on in the news media? They're beating up Christians. They don't want, they don't tell the truth. The news media don't tell the truth. And they're, they're trying their best to beat up Christians. We're, we're, going, we're in for a battle. They're trying to take our rights away. The city of, of San Antonio don't like Christians. Six or seven out of the city councilmen don't like Christians. The one, my, my uh, chapter, number, I'm in uh, District 9, he don't like Christians. He votes against Christians. You know, and but boy, he talks out both sides of his mouth. He promises something. What's the difference between car dealers and politicians? Hey, we send money to politicians; we get them voted in. Car dealers, we give them money, and they both lie. They both they won't tell you the truth. They lead you down the wrong road. They could care less. Their opinion is number one. You're not. You don't matter to them at all. Zero. Your money matters to them. Lovers of money, what it says in here, lovers of themselves. If you love somebody else, you'll take care of them. You'll tell them the truth. You'll help them. You want to better their lives. But no, no, they're lovers of themselves, lover of money. Hey, this is a big-time game, just like Watson said, this business is a big-time game. Yeah, it is. It's a big-time game, and we keep score with your money. Oh, man, I made a 10-pounder, $10,000. Oh, I got a little pounder. I got a two-pounder. You know, but there's ways of doing it right and understanding your budget. You know, nobody, when I started four years ago, in fact, the last, really last three and a half years, nobody ever mentioned budget in their ads on radio and TV. But now they do. Why? Because they listen to me. I got car dealers every time I go to the auction are talking to me about my show. I mean a bunch of them a majority of them I mean owners f and i people everybody because I'm trying to give you an even playing field, but their pride is so high this goes this show goes over their head because it doesn't affect them and they and they believe that, and they're all making money because not enough people are listening to radio show. You need to tell twenty people. You need to listen to Randy Adams. He's going to tell you the truth. He's going to help you. He's going to be your mentor. Boastful. Boy, do they boast when they make a lot of money. And how stupid the customer is. They're boastful, constantly proud. That's the number one, number one factor in being a car salesman, car dealer. Pride. Good morning, Ari. And so uh, I see her on Sunday morning at Cornerstone. She's a greeter. Uh, proud. Man, they're so prideful. It's unbelievable. Abusive. Well, think about being abusive. They put you in debtor's prison. They steal your trade if they get an opportunity. Hey, and I'll give a market report second half, and they'll get your trade as cheap as they can. They'll beat your trade up. They'll beat you down on it. They'll convince you that it's not worth nothing. Then they'll they'll put you in a high payment. Uh, sent a guy to a good dealer the other day. They hammered him on the interest rate. They hammered him on the... On extended warranty that he didn't need because it it had plenty of extent, uh, extended warranty. Good morning, Gordon, Danny. And so they, they hammered him on extended warranty. They sold him a gap. He, they made so much money. You ready for this? And this is what a real car man who runs a big-time auction said. He needed gap. I was telling him about it yesterday. He said that man needed gap as much as they made on his extended warranty. They put him out of – they put him underwater. Good morning, Gordon. And they put him under water. So he needed to buy a gap. Well, he canceled a gap, he got a better interest rate and everything. And that was a good dealer. You gotta be ready for a battle when you walk in the F and I department. You gotta get you gotta do some make some effort. Don't just jump up on one Saturday morning. Say, Come on, honey, let's go buy us a car, man. I got this all figured out. And the time you get figured out, it's about two, three months later and you're hammered and you own it. And everything's gone. I mean it's it's yeah, I know Max passed away. And so we we just got so much going on that in our minds when we walk in the dealership, you can't get caught up, you can't stay ahead. You gotta have a game plan, you gotta get a game plan gathered. So you've got the game plan when you walk in there. You know what you're doing, what you're buying, and be able to say no. Can you say no to yourself? Man, it's tough. man. I've learned to say no to me on, on toys and hot rods. Man, I've, I've seen some stuff. I just think, man, 10 years ago, I'd have bought it. I just have to have it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You give me a little patience. You give me a little common sense. I pray about it, think about it. I don't need that, dude. I might put it in the garage, buy insurance for it, probably won't drive it enough. You know, you know I'd rather work on something and make it improved and, and make be productive. And, and so that's what we've got to do on it. And it's and disobedient. How many people are disobedient to their parents? Young kids look down on their parents. That just irritates me. Ungrateful. Man, that's a car salesman. They're ungrateful. They love it whenever they're making all the money on you. But they don't care about you if you don't spend money about them. Oh, man. And don't come back and buy it. They're unholy. Hey. And not lovers of of good. Now, not lovers of good. If they love good, they would help people. Tell them the truth. Hey, that's over your budget. You can't afford that. That payment's too high. You know. Oh, the interest rate. You you deserve four percent, and we're going to say you at fourteen percent. You know. So many people walk into these independent used car dealers associations or dealerships and everywhere else, and people don't look at their interest rate. Had a friend of mine, convenience will cost you money. And I've got an article we're going to try to bring up second half. Of the, convenience will cost you money. Convenience walking in because, hey, they, you don't have to walk in no more. I get them delivered to you at the right price and the right situation at F&I. When they come from some of these other independent guys, let me tell you something. They've been in business five years, two years, ten years. They don't have the capital. They don't have the basis. They don't have the deals with the factory. They got to go out and buy used cars. They got to, right now, give a quick market report. And Gordon's auctioneer, he'll tell you hey, we got all these big independent used car dealerships fighting for cars. And then you got new car dealers in the middle of it that are fighting for it. So good, clean cars bring way more than what you expect. So don't let it, don't, hey, get a second, third opinion. Get my opinion. What I'll give, I'm a buyer. I'll give you an opinion. I'll give you a figure. You can use it. And then, but right now, your car's worth a lot of money if it's under 120,000 miles and you've taken care of it. Don't give it away. You paid for it. You earned it. You've done so much with it. Make sure you know what it's worth. And I'm telling you, you can throw the book away. I had a dealer tell me. He said, "Well, what's the book?" And I said, "What's the book? The book don't matter no more. What's the market? What will this unit bring?" I had I had a three quarter ton truck. The book was fifteen thousand. Well, seventeen seven at the auction. Throw the book away. What is? What's the market on it? And that's what you need to know. That's why you need to give me a call because I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right now, I'm looking for. Uh, big freight liners, big Peterbilts, day cabs, all kinds of stuff we're looking. We buy uh cargo vans, we buy work trucks. I've got work trucks coming in. Uh Cappadonna Electric, who I sell a lot of uh work trucks to great guy. Sold him an eighteen Chevy regular cab with sixteen thousand miles, just to give you an example. I buy a late model. I've got a connection. It's kind of funny a guy that uh, is head of of U-Haul, uh, I've got I know him real well. I watched him grow up. I've known him since he was a little baby, and so he I, he tells me where to go, where to find these units. He don't give me no break on them, but they're already cheap enough. I don't need a break. I just need opportunity, just like you need opportunity to grow and learn. So we buy the good, the bad, any ugly, don't matter what it is, bought a bunch of cargo vans uh with problems, one with a bad transmission and two with bad motors. Uh we sell cargo vans. I've got some eighteen GMC low miles cargo vans that are like fifteen thousand cheaper than new. Got some regular cab uh Chevrolet and GMC pickups, they're twelve thousand with low miles than than what you can buy new. And so we have the opportunity. But, you know, the good Lord's led me, guided me, showed me the way, give me the experience, and I pass it on. And it's a great opportunity for you to open your eyes and learn and be that kind of person that will help you and your family without self-control. Hey, slanderous. I forgot slanderous. I went too fast. Slanderous. You know, they'll badmouth you if you don't buy from them. They'll badmouth all the other dealers. They'll badmouth other F&I departments. They'll badmouth what they do. I had a, I was listening to a conversation with a bunch of people, and I just slide in and listen a lot. I try to stay out of their way. But they were badmouthing F&I departments all over town, and I've seen them do the same thing. I've, another dealer was telling them how that, that, uh, they were mistreating the customers and how they won them over, and they did the same thing. So, I mean, they'll slander each other. They love slandering each other, and they make fun, and they boast about it. Remember, brosta without self-control. Self-control, when you know the difference, and you know the truth, but you don't tell it, have you lost your self-control? Are you letting money get in your eye? Do you let jealousy? You know, that dealership, outsold us we're going to outdo them it's a battle out there it's a you know it's we talk about being a a a game it's a game to those dealers they want to outdo the other dealer and then they see the sales report and then they see who the customers they miss and they have to listen to all that and so they're super conceited because they know it all and you can't tell them nothing super conceited you know and treacherous, oh man, that it keeps. Why do we lay these people away and laugh about it? Rash, oh yeah, they'll rash if you don't if you don't buy from them. Yeah, they're really rash, and lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They they're, they get pleasure out of burying people by selling them something, by stealing their trade, adding too much on interest, adding everything they can. You've got to be ready for a battle because this is a battle for your money. Now, how does that affect your money? How does that affect your lifestyle? How does it affect your family? What about retirement? Man, I tell you what, I was talking to a guy that him and his wife's vehicles run 1500 a month payment. And he wanted to know what they were worth. They were only underwater about $5,000. So keep making that 1500 a month payment. And by the time that you get close to paying them off, they'll be worth five or $6,000 apiece. So you're going to spend all this money, and I'm talking about fifty grand. you are going to spend all this money and not have much money to show for it? I mean, it's, it's, if, you, if he would buy something less affordable, I keep my wife in a great car. I, buy, I drive anything that's got gas. I mean, I'm driving an 07 Lincoln today. I could be driving anything in the world, brand new Corvette. I could be driving anything in the world I wanted. But I'd rather be conservative, save the money, have my vehicles that I need to sell on the lot, and put miles. I put a lot of miles on. And if I don't, if I don't be wise in what I'm doing, it's going to cost me a lot of money and I could lose a lot of money. You're driving a car, and it goes from 88 to 92,000 miles, you lost some money. If it's got 98, and you go to 102, you lost more money. So you've got to understand what you're doing. I want you to be there. You've got to understand that, but denying its power, you know, having a form of godliness, but denying its power and having nothing to do with it, that's these guys that pretend to be, hey, they find out you're a Christian, they immediately become a Christian. Oh, praise the Lord, yeah, yeah. They want to be in contact with you. They want something that's common with you. You know, oh, brother. And they'll quote it, but they don't have the power. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have, they don't have the love to help you. They don't have the love to tell you the truth. They don't have the love to understand what they're doing. Because they love themselves, they love money, and they don't care about nothing else. But they're trained that way. I feel sorry for them. I had a salesman that told me the other day, he can't stand what he's doing. And it's driving him nuts. I said, well, you've been trained. You've been trained well. Go sell something else. If you can sell cars, you can sell everything he have been super trained for the last, he's been in it five years, but he's seeing the changes in it and pushing people's buttons and putting people in debtor's prison. Hey, this is Randy Adams, learn to buy salecars.com. Get pen and paper. I'm going to give you my phone number now and a little later, 830-708-4789. Facebook, I'm going to be right off. I'm going to be right back if you'd like to call here. No dumb questions, 210-340-9585. And remember, today's show will be on 1160, 1 p.m. this afternoon. Call somebody and tell them, hey, listen to Randy Adams. It makes sense most of the time. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. Hey, and forgive everybody. 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse. Don't carry that baggage around. I'll be right back, folks. Thank you. God bless you. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, Learn to buy and sell Cars.com. Heard right here at 6.30, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. And you need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. We'll
0: be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630, KSLR. Now, back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630,
1: KSLR. Hello, San Antonio. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you call somebody or text somebody, tell them to listen to our radio show because we always have tips and information and and things you know just opportunities for you to learn and grow because i want you to be your best i want you to understand what's going on in this crazy crazy world of the buying and selling cars and remember your mother for mother's day they they tried their best you know and sometimes mothers learn from their mothers and they didn't have a good mother and maybe the grandmother and there's A lot of stuff going on, but nobody's perfect. you just got to love everybody as much as you can and oversee their problems and oversee the issues. And and I I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to examine yourself. I want you to examine your budget, examine your purchasing motives and desires and, and attitudes. Good morning, Donnie and Robert. And so, but click to buy. Here, I'm putting it on Facebook so they can see it. Hey, I'm, I probably got it straight this time. I've learned how to turn my uh, phone around. I'm doing better. Click to buy. Convenience will cost you a lot of money. Just like, I mean, they deliver it to your door. The only system that works, and I guarantee you, shop me, shop price, shop what happens. Let me give you people that have done it, and it, they'll show you there's a difference. Because these big independent used car dealer associations have to fight for cars. Donnie, I tell you, he's he's a great auctioneer. He's he's having an auction down in Odom, Texas, today, and they've got a bunch of cars, lots of cars and classics down there. Hello, Herschel. And so there's a but convenience. We all want convenience, won't life easier. But when it comes to car buying, that's not easy. Sometimes you pay for convenience. Off of these independents because they've got to fight for inventory. It didn't come from the manufacturer. If you want a brand new car, and and the manufacturers is set the price, they all pay the same price. All the dealers pay the same price. All pay the same for transportation. It's kind of funny. They build these Tacomas out here south of town, and the dealer in San Antonio pays the same transportation as the dealer in in Michigan. Hello, Glenn, and and so. Uh, Elko Auctions is where Donnie is today. And so you've got to understand that, you know, they're all the same. New, I can beat everybody's prices. Used, they're fighting for cars. I told you the market's up. They're fighting at the auctions. I can tell you a car after car that's bringing 2,000 more than they should and and 3,000 more. I mean, I've seen, I saw a, a Ford truck that everybody thought was worth 56000 bring almost sixty, And so, but, you know, are you watching that kind of stuff? You don't see it. I do. We see what the market is. There's not enough good, clean cars around. So you've got to be ready to know. You've got to put an effort in. You've got to get first, second, third, and pen. Now, if a dealer's willing to give you a whole lot of money for your car right at first, check the prices because he's already added what he's selling you a bunch of money. Had a buddy of mine got ten thousand dollars for his eight thousand dollar truck. The problem is he paid five thousand too much for the one he bought. He didn't shop price enough. He got in his mind. Hello David Robson. He got in his mind that wow, you know I got two thousand more than what my truck's worth. He forgot that he's paying five thousand too much for his the vehicle he was buying and then he paid about 5% too much on interest. Oh, by the way, he bought extended warranty. So when they got through with him, they gave him 2,000 too much for his car, but they made about 10 grand, 12 grand on him. Hello Mike Tolly. And so you've clicked to buy. They know that it's going to the the phone situation. And I've shown it on Facebook. But, you know, they're they're working. This is a dealer created, dealer funded New way of teaching. You don't You don't understand how many classes, how much teaching, how much training, how much work dealerships and salespeople put in to be trained, ready to sell you, and never miss a situation, never let you walk. And so, you know, and John, we just, Gordon put on there, just sold a 50, $53,000 truck that was almost that new. Hello, Ford. And so... Dealers, they, they're worried about their goal was not to solve consumer complaints about buying the buying process. It was to provide a relief to dealers in the pain points in their digital age. They're worried about people shopping for price. Oh, and we not getting them. So people are out shopping price, which I recommend. Get the best price. Get it in writing. Print it out. Make sure. Write everything down. Hey, these salespeople will tell you anything in Go to writing this stuff down. Take your little spiral notebook, start writing it down, their stuff. And what will they do? Oh, man, they, they get a little nervous when you start writing stuff down. And then you pull out your phone and you say, this payment's this and this and how many, how long a month it is. I tell a story about a guy years ago. And hello, Sharon. And uh, I tell about a story about a guy. A salesman kept telling him 48 months, 48 months they were four-squaring him. They were hiring him on a monthly payment. And he walks in there and he says, 48 months, 48 months. Well, he's thinking 48 months. Well, when they run through his contract, the F&I guy puts 84 months in. And he don't think nothing about it. They get home, as him and his wife, and they set it down. Right after that, they look down there and it's 84 months. Yeah, they just paid almost double what they thought they expected to pay. And, you know, he should have wrote it down and gone through the contract real slow. That's where the dealerships are making the money right now is F&I department. And we want to make a little. And it's just like uh, one of the first cousins of one of the top salesmen in New Brunswick comes to me. He said, the last time I was in there, I know I paid 2000 for for nothing, he said, but the F&I department beat us up for three hours. They wanted out of that. They didn't want to, you know, and when we deliver a new one to you, and I get you, like I said, Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Cadillac, Lincoln, GMC, Buick, uh, just about all of them, when we deliver it to your door, you got the f and paper sitting there, and you can take your time and go through it. You're not looking at a bunch of people smiling at you wanting to get an F&I department to get out of that dealership. You're not listening to a salesperson trying to push you through. Oh, you're special. We're going to run you in front of all these other people. You see all these other people? Half the time, they're salespeople. These people are waiting to get in the F&I office. You know, they're not lying about that. They want to get in and visit with the F&I person. Hello, Bonnie. And so you've got to understand the truth when it comes in. And they're they're working they're working constantly on click to buy. They want you to buy. It. They want to deliver it to you. They want to take you out of the competition. They're worried about losing customers on this article. That's what they're losing about. Also, another new article uh, came in, and it says, "Remember leasing. Whoever tried calling, call back. we we like to take your call. We had a call flashing or something." So, uh, remember leasing is also regulated of Florida. Highline dealer was charged with failing to reduce the capitalized cost of a lease by the amount the leasees trade in, leading to a drawn-out legal battle and costing the dealership. What happened there? Just like a friend of mine traded his truck in. And they had to trade in there, but they didn't have a figure on it. They swallowed his truck. It was a $7,000 truck, and they swallowed it. It was free. It's blinking again, maybe not. So it was free to the dealership. What happened on this lease? They swallowed his trade. They took his car vehicle in trade, and they swallowed it. He didn't get nothing for it, and he proved it to them. And this guy had to go back and prove to the dealer after I showed him that they they took his truck for seven thousand dollars and didn't give him nothing for it. You don't think they won't jump a trade or or you know kick the trade. Remember what kick the trade is Hello Gwen. you got the kick the trade is when they don't pay your truck your car off. You owe too much money and they can't make any money, so they just kick the trade they don't pay it off so after about two months, what they do? They call the people that you've got it financed with. Said, "Hey, for five hundred, we'll let you have this car. We got storage fees, and you don't have to repo it. You don't have to pay repo fees. Bring us five hundred. Well, they take five hundred over and get the car. That's kicking the trade. Then your credit goes south for seven years, and they were supposed to trade it off. They were supposed to pay it off, and they don't do it. We got Carlos online. Who are you helping today, Carlos? Good morning, Mr. Randy. Good
2: morning. Happy Golden Day for all the audience. The Latinos was yesterday.
1: Thank you. Thank you. uh, Tell tell Fred Fred hello.
2: (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you, Rodney. Stay And I hope you feel much better in your health, sir. Thank
1: you. I am. Praise the
2: Lord. I have a question for you, sir. Yes. I have an older guy. He just moved from California. He's a Steve. And they're listening to you. And he he went and bought a brand-new Mustang GT to the new car stores a big new, new car store so the problem sir, is with this guy it's uh, all the cars have like a gap you know between the hood in the back of the it's a Mustang, it brand new it, brand new sir and uh, you see the trunk like a, a little drops of paint you know like a little drop and the hood is not just and you know he's a master mechanic used to be in California for the racing cars Porsche Porsche and this older guy, around 85, he, he, most and um, but this one, he was telling me yesterday, and uh, running in the morning, look, and um, he's a cab in this place, he's a cab over there, uh, the tires already went, you know, went bad, you have to go to the dealer and pull a new ones again, you know.
1: Well, he, he thought he bought a new truck, but evidently there was some lot damage or transportation damage, and the dealer knew it, but they don't tell him. And they're supposed to tell you about that. That's supposed to be actually, as you know, a lot of people know, the dealers know, that if you take a current model or a one year old car to the auction, you're supposed to uh, tell them about the previous paintwork. If it's had paintwork, Within the last, you know, if it's a year or two old, oh, they're supposed to tell them and show it and and put it on the on the bill of sale. But a lot of these dealers will just push it off. I had a I had some people bring me a Corvette uh, not long ago, probably about a year ago, and uh, we took a paint meter to it, and the car had been completely repainted. Now they did a great job. They did a great job. Come to find out when they traced it back, brand new, somebody had keyed the car at the dealership. And they got paid big insurance money to repaint the car because it was damaged, but they didn't tell the customer. Now the customer is trying to sell this car, and it's like three years old, and, and so what's going on there? Well, they got a problem. They got a repainted car that car experts, high-dollar people buying high-dollar cars, want to know the truth about one, and the truth wasn't told to them. And this happens. So he needs to take it back to the dealership and, and prove it to them. Now, you, you've got to do it right away because all car dealers will say, you did that, we didn't do that, you know. You need to do it right away. You need to have a check. I, I had a guy that was questioning his new uh, car. I said, well, take it to a body shop and pay them a little bit of money to look at it and see if the car's been repainted or find somebody with a paint meter to walk around it. Pay them a few bucks if you have any question to back up what you're seeing and what you're believing. Because let me tell you something, they're supposed to tell you that. But if you wait a year or a long time, they'll say, oh, you did it, we didn't do it. They'll throw their hands up and lie like a dog.
2: Let me ask you, he went and, and the guy, t- they tell him to take it to the body shop. The guy of the body shop is playing like, well, the, somebody wants to call me. And I tell him, let's go to get a lawyer because this is not nice. You know, he's a 2,000 miles car, you know, he very good drive it. He paid $60,000 for the car, special edition, car. He, he has to order and everything. Because so he's scared that people don't go to help over there. So what is the, the, the steps he has to follow, sir?
1: Well, and if he's in an accident and it has to get total, these claims adjusters will put a paint meter on it and beat him up and not give him nothing for it because they'll claim it's been in an accident. I understand where you're coming from and where he's coming from, and that's true. And that's why he needs to get it checked and face the dealer and say, hey, you know, I bought a new car. It wasn't supposed to have been wrecked or painted on, and it has been. But that happens a lot. People don't believe it. And so... That's what he's needing to do in order to, you know, to make the deal right. Sixty thousand dollars for a truck now that's worth maybe fifty. You know, he lost ten thousand dollars coming off the showroom floor. If he bought it right, you know, I mean, I've had people lately pay way too much for a vehicle, and then when they drive off showroom floor, they're supposed to lose five to ten grand. They lose fifteen or twenty. So he needs to handle this situation right away to get it corrected at a body shop. Somebody's got a paint meter, something, take photos, you know, and if you have to, I guess, get a lawyer. I don't I'm not sure the lawyers out there are smart enough. uh, You know, I have to straighten up lawyers all the time that think they know what's going on in the car business, and they don't. That's why I have so many of them call me all the time. There's so much the lawyer don't understand about the car business, what the laws are, what the rights are, what's going on. You know, diminished value. Uh, I need a good uh, lawyer to help back me up on diminished value because I get so many people calling needing diminished value and and how how I show them how it works. And so I need, you know, these insurance companies. If you're not a lawyer, they're not scared of you. They're not scared of me, but I, I can fight them and I can prove to them and I can take it to court. But you know, I don't have that that sheepskin on there to back my 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 stuff up. I got the experience to back it up. I'm the know-how, but I don't have the authority inside the the courtroom. Let me ask you, Mister Randy. When
2: are you supposed to apply a lemon law? I really very I don't know. I hear it, but when this you can
1: apply a lemon law? When you, when, it's, when it's been in the shop about three to ten times. That's when it is. it is, and yeah. it's new, not used. <laughs> Use don't mean a thing on Lemon Law. A lot of people think they do, but there's no Lemon Law on it. What man makes brakes? I've got a customer right now that's mad at me. He's got a little uh, power steering leak. He's on the car a year. What man makes brakes? You know, hello, Roger. And so, you know, you've got to understand that they don't make these cars to last forever because they want to sell more and more. They're worried this year they're only going to sell 17 million. Well, we got a million people coming to the to this country this year from other countries. We need to shut the border down. Well, we got a million people that have been coming for the last couple of years, well, we, and they're only selling the same amount they've sold the last seven, eight years. We're going to run out of cars, especially good cars, and that's why we're going to see the low mileage, nice NASCARs be worth a lot more money. Because there's not enough load, and the new ones, just like you said, this man paid a pick, bought a pickup sixty thousand. There's new trucks now; they're eighty and ninety thousand. Hey, new new uh, SUVs, a hundred grand. And so, how do people afford them? You know, prices in on um, new units have gone up, but wages haven't kept up with it. So they're not selling enough new, and they're wondering why. Why are not we selling enough new? It's because they're too high. The people lose too much money. The dealerships, that's why Volvo will say you went online right now because they're trying to knock the dealers out of it because they see the dealers making so much money. They figured out, you know, if we sell directly online, we get it drop shipped to get it, we'll save these people all this money and they'll buy sooner, quicker, and more often. And that's what they want they're scared the dealers are making all the money and they're not being able to sell the cars as fast as they could. Now, you know, Volvo's trying, Tesla. There's going to be more and more they would love to push the new car dealers out because they've made them super rich. That's why billionaires buy them. But the billionaires think they've got enough payola. They can pay the people on the table. They can pay the lobbyists to keep things with their franchises. And there might be a day, might be a day the government owns all the cars. I mean, we're we're on the way of autonomous cars, and that's non-driver cars. We're on the way with electric cars if we let the Democrats do it. And I still think I could build an electric car. Let's put four alternators on, on a car, on each wheel, as they go down the road, charge the battery up. But, oh, no, these politicians don't want that. We want a, We want the tax money. There's a station on 1604 that sells 150,000 gallons a day. That's $60,000 a day in tax. Wow. Well, they go, there, hey, I want that money so I can blow it up at the government. We put elect officials in there so they'll waste our money. Aren't we doing good? I love it. I love what we think we're doing. And these politicians head get big. You talk about pride in the car business? That's why if you'll look up Second Timothy chapter 3, 1-5, you'll see that a car dealer, this matches the car dealer business, and this matches politicians. Politicians are the same way. They have a form of godliness, but denying its power and having nothing to do with the, the power of God about telling the truth, about loving people, about caring people, about taking care of people. Once we elect them, they don't know us, and they'll lie to you like a dog. So, you know, what do you want to do with your money, with your budget, with your future, with your retirement? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you get there. Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you to you, sir. Thank you. I have a thank you for the radio station. And Can I give you telephone to, to this gentleman? Yeah, give company? it to him. It's,
1: it's 830-708-4789. 830 830-708- 708 Four seven eight nine. Thank you, Carlos. You find more people Thank I tell you. you I see uh, I see where you're helping so many people, and it's because of the love of Christ in your life and you love helping people and you love talking to people and you're a people person. And I love that. Thank you, Carlos, for doing exactly what you do. Keep helping the people, help spreading the word and help spread my radio station. And if you like what I'm saying, tell twenty people to go to our website, learn to buy and sell or give me a call, 830-708-4789, or listen to our radio show. And like I say, it's going to be on 1160 at 1 p.m. today on the radio. And uh, Or you can go to kslr.com and look at past shows. Uh, we're working hard. I've got a spiral notebook full. I'm working on some more stuff on my books. Uh, my uh, editor has the first book. I'm about uh, three-quarter done with the second book. I just, you know, I've. Sometimes you just got to stop and take the time, and really examine. Hello, Barbara, uh, Bobby, Barbie, and and so we got to stop and look at what we're doing. Examine our lives, the seasons of our life. What is the season you're in right now? What has changed? How do we look different at things prior? And I'm talking about the last five years, the last ten years. What has changed in your life? What are you doing? What are you expecting in the future? How many years have we got left on this earth? How well, you know, we lost a great car man in this town, uh, I think, Thursday night, Max. And uh, I've known him for, oh, man, I don't know, 30, 40 years. He, He was 63 years old. Good, good guy. Honest guy. One of the few in the used car business that was honest. And so... You don't know how much longer you're going to have on earth. So what are you planning? What is your future? What do you want to do? Are you living every day to the fullest? Uh, Is the benefit there? But we go through seasons in our life, how we look at life differently, how we look at ourselves differently, how we look at relationships differently. And that's what I want to do. I want you to examine yourself, examine your purchases, examine the way you spend money, the way you look at the future, the way you look at your family. Look, how much do you have of love in your heart? Do you have any love? Is a blockage of the love for other people due to unforgiveness? I'm one, I'm one of those people that carried a lot of unforgiveness. So I can talk about this. I've walked the shoes. The more forgiveness you have in your life, the more love God will give you for other people. I used to couldn't stand people I love today. I couldn't stand bratty kids. Now I feel sorry for them, love them, and they don't bother me. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in my life I didn't like that I love today because the more forgiveness you give out, the more you receive. The more grace you give out, the more you receive. The more love you give out, the more you receive. It's all just... You've got to turn loose of any issues in your life, any any opportunities that you have to really enjoy life, to see life, to understand life. But, you know, we get all tied up with our desires and emotions, and we let our buying situations, our buying purchases, put us in a bind where we can't enjoy our life, help people, love people, expect to retire, expect to leave something for our children. Have, have a retirement, have something left when we pass away. And if we tie ourselves up with all of these burdens and, the, and these payments and everything instead of making a better decision, and I'm telling you, I see lots of people spend five and 10000 over what they should on our purchase. That's why I love helping people get brand-new cars. I don't make any money on getting you a brand-new car delivered to your house. I don't make any money on that. Yes, covert Chevrolet Bastrop is a big sponsor on my shows. He's a great guy. Been doing business with him for 40 years, Love him. Never had a problem. But covert is a he knows if you know the difference you'll buy from them and you'll give me a call and I'll help you get a new car. I can tell you lots of testimonies people saving 2 and 3000. Easiest process there is. This is Randy Adams. Remember, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want some semis. If you got them, day cabs, all of it. We buy any kind of car, truck. Hey, go to my website, learn to buy and sell Or give me a call, 830-708-4789. God bless you, San Antonio. I love you. Hey, tell your mother you love her. God bless her if you still have her with you. My mother went to heaven, and I'll see her someday. God bless you. Thank you.